Hey everyone, how are you doing out there in audience land, podcast audience land? I hope everyone is well. I hope you've been enjoying my podcast so far. We are down to the last two episodes. I am Sybil Sins and this is my beautifulness. Of course, you already know that. Um, as I was sitting here trying to... Um, think about my last two episodes, it it dawned on me that it may be harder for me to find a relationship or to have a relationship with a man um, because I had two really great fathers. And I just think sometimes girls who have really great dads who are loving and kind and attentive and literally will do anything you ask, like there's nothing if you're in need, uh, there's nothing that they won't do. Um, it tends to make it what I've seen from what I've experienced, it makes it harder for us to really just settle for the okie doke or to settle for like bullshit. We're very... Um, and I bet you if you ask other women who have had really great fathers in their lives, we're almost un, unwilling to, to compromise if it's not, if, it, if the relationship doesn't meet our expectations. And as much as that's a really great thing, I think the part that us good daughters miss or daughters of really great dads miss is that they were great dads, but they weren't necessarily <laughs> great husbands. So our mothers were constantly forgiving and constantly putting up and dealing with their bullshit. And all we saw was the good shit, the like, you know, he was, he was our hero. You know, my daddy was my hero. My dad now is my hero. And I love him so much. I love them both so much. And what I want in a man is someone who's going to love me like my father does. And ladies, that's just not a thing. <laughs> because the man that you love, you, you love is going to love the child you have together. <laughs> like that. He's going to love you in a different way. And because we are adults and that is an adult and child relationship, our fathers were very compassionate. They were very empathetic. They were extremely patient with us. And my, my dad, my daddy never got angry with me. He would just go home and take it out on his girlfriend. And like, he would be grouchy and moody and it would be all my fault. And so Clearly she hated me. I didn't realize why she hated me as much um, until I you know, grew up, but clearly she hated me. And, and my mom loves me so much, but my, me and my stepdad had this really great you know, friendship and a bond and a relationship. And she oftentimes have even said that she feels kind of like an outsider that we're talking around her. But then when we try to involve her in the conversation, she doesn't want to be bothered. So that's kind of hit or miss, but you know, I know for a fact, and I never lived with my dad. Me and my daddy never lived together ever um, in the same home. But he was always just right up the street and always with me. Um, so I probably would have gotten to see, you know, more of my dad's flaws, you know, 
when I saw him, he was always on, you know. So my stepdad, on the other hand, we lived in the same home. Um, and um, I saw his imperfections. But at this, but even seeing those imperfections, I want a man who's going to treat me like my dad, <laughs> treat me like my stepdad treated me like I, you know, am important and 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 precious and and delicate and valuable and deserving and even though us girls who have good dads may have high expectations. We just want to be treated like the valuable person that our fathers always made us feel like. You know, that there's value in you and I would never want to lose you. Because for women like us who have been who have been loved that way, that's how we're gonna love back. But it is impossible for us to love you back that way if we at first aren't receiving it. If I don't feel like a total and complete asset, you know, if I don't feel like you can't live without me, like, because when I love you, I don't want to live without you. So I'm going to love you and protect you and cherish you in a way that you know that you're valuable and you're worth everything in my life. And I just asked for that in return. And I, I was just sitting here thinking, I was like, I wonder, you know, do girls who have good, good fathers feel like, not that their expectations are too high, I don't believe that that's a thing but that they are unwilling to tolerate flaws. And I believe for me, I am unwilling to tolerate flaws when I don't even feel like you love me, love me. You know what I'm saying? So like, why would I like continue to put up with your, your, your character flaws or whatever? Cause everybody has on your shortcomings when you're not even giving me a reason to, <laughs> you know? People want you to accept their flaws and accept their imperfections based on what? Like if they're treating you like crap or if they're not loving you, you know, the way that, you know, a person should be loved, why are you compromising? And I know for a fact that I won't compromise. I'm not going to accept your flaws if there's no benefit to accepting your flaws. Well, I'm just supposed to accept that you're a piece of shit and then just like deal with that for the rest of my life. Like, you know, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. You know, when a man wants a good woman, he has to at first expect it. Malik Youssef says, you can't, you can't acquire greatness if you're not expecting greatness. Like there has to be an expectation. 
And so my expectation when I enter into a relationship with someone or if someone is around me enough to want to engage on that level, then I would hope that they want to love on that level. You know, and don't stop loving on that level. And the men that I have left and decided, I don't know, there was one one man who who left me, who like literally was like, this is over with, I'm leaving. It was my first fiance. And sadly he was dying and I didn't know. And he fell in love with his his dialysis nurse and they went on to Philadelphia back home to his, his city. And then, and then uh, shortly after he passed away. Um, but he was the only person that left me. And it was almost like, because he did pass away, he, it was almost like, I don't know if he did me a favor, you know, that would have been a horrible, horrible thing to experience if we were still close to care for him and take care of him. And maybe he felt like either I didn't have that capacity or perhaps it was just my ancestors and my angels, you know, looking out for me. Um, so that's one heartache, one trauma that I wouldn't have to suffer and endure. Um, I'm grateful for that. You know, not that he passed away or that he was sick or anything, but that I was spared that grief, if that makes sense. But out of all the men <laughs> that I've dealt with, I left because, I, like, after how long do you just accept, like, clearly you must not love me enough. You don't love me if you can't at the very least, make me feel wanted when I'm in your presence. And matter of fact, I want to feel wanted when I'm not in your presence. I still want to feel that connection. And I want to be able to pick up the phone and ask you for anything. Because you know what? Any man who's with me is able to pick up the phone and ask me for anything. So absolutely, I want that in return. You know, if I ask you for some money, I want all your money. You know why? Because if you ask me, you're going to get whatever you need. You want it all here? We're going to go get that shit right back. You know? I, um, yeah, I just, I know, I guess the, the thing is, is women who were loved by their fathers, we know what love is. We know that pure, honest, unadulterated, I think that's the word, love. It's just untainted. It's just pure. And the love a father has for his daughter when it's healthy and normal. Don't get me wrong. I know there's a lot of fucked up things that are happening out here. But for those of us who had that um, functional relationship that was nurturing and wholesome and pure and kind and compassionate and empathetic those of us women who had that we're not going to accept anything less so any gentlemen who are listening 
yeah, you better pay attention to how, what her relationship is like with her father. You better pay close fucking attention because however that man treated her, that is the expectation. Nothing less, that's for sure. It may be slightly higher, but it definitely isn't going to be lower. That's the expectation. When my tire is flat, I'm going to call, come fucking fix this tire. And everybody, independent woman and you strong woman, man, fuck that shit. The reason why especially black women are treated so harshly because we run around here like we can take on the world. And I'm not, I'm precious, I'm delicate. I'm 50 and I look 30 and I plan to stay that way. You know why? Because I take good care of myself. I pamper myself. I'm not gonna allow myself to get so stressed that I get bags under my eyes and wrinkles and all that. Hell no, I'm taking my ass to sleep. I'm going to bed, I'm getting up in the morning, I'm drinking a gallon of water, I'm eating some fruits and vegetables in my peaceful one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> and if I can't have that kind of peace and luxury, and though, you see, I said very simple things and are very are luxurious, because a lot of people don't have those simple things. But people with tons of money don't have those simple things. If I can't have that with you, then I am certainly okay being without you. I'm most certainly, and it's not that I don't need a man. I do need and want and all of those things because that is exactly what my fathers both taught me, that men and women work together as a team. You can't have one without the other. And I absolutely need and want my black man. I absolutely do. But he absolutely should pay attention to how I talk about my father's. Pay attention. So my daddy who passed away is right here with me right this second. I call on my dad all the time and he comes running. Matter of fact, once I start calling on him, he does not leave. I ask him to do all kinds of things, mainly clear the space. Clear within me, clear my mind, clear my space of anything evil, anything harmful. Internally and externally around me. He does it. He moves. He kicks in doors and pushes and he brings the whole squad. He brings all my ancestors with him. My stepdad is the same way. My dad. There's nothing. Even if he was in bed sick or whatever, he going to send my brothers. He going to send somebody to come help his child. No matter what. And that's what I want. I want that nigga. I don't give a fuck if I'm in Russia. Come get me right now. Come get me. Yes, I need you. Yes, I'm always going to need you. As soon as I have you, I'm going to need you for life. And I hope and pray that as soon as you have me, you're going to need me. So much so that we are careful with each other. That we are mindful with each other that we are gracious towards each other, that we are kind and compassionate even when we don't feel like it. I want a man who loves me so much that I am kind and compassionate and patient when I don't even fucking feel like it. Love me so much that I can't do shit but love you back because I'm promised that's the love I'm coming with. That's the love I'm coming with, no matter what. 
no matter what flaw you have, I'm going to love you just like I love my father. Just because that's the first man I loved. I don't give a fuck if my daddy got drunk every fucking night and cussed everybody out. I don't give a fuck. That's my daddy. I love him. Flaws and all. Because of how he loves me. For no other reason. Doesn't have anything to do with somebody, if whether they deserve, you know, that or out of respect. It's none of that. I love my dad's, my mommy too, <laughs> in spite of their flaws, because of how they love me and have loved me forever. I don't want it to ever change. No matter what, if I'm getting on your nerves, yeah, bro, so fucking what? If you love me, you love me. You know, no matter how much of a pain in the ass I was, no matter how spoiled they made me, no matter how late I was, how slow I was, no matter what, how poor I was, how bad I was with money, and it always had to cover it, no matter what, no fucking matter what, the love my fathers have for me never, ever changed. And that, I'm not asking for too much because my love for you won't ever change. It won't ever change. If you don't change, it don't change. But the second you start starving me, the second you start switching shit up and now I'm trying to, I'm wondering how you, if I got to wonder if this man loves me, if he cares about me, ah, oh, brother, you ain't showing it. I ain't feeling it. And I promise you, I'm about to be out of there. It don't have nothing to do with like flaws and imperfections and what just fucking love me, you know, provide love, care, and I'm a nurture and I'm a love and I'm a give and I'm gonna hold you down. But I was well taken care of and I still am. And I will always be with or without, you know, anybody here. I'm going to always be taken care of. Always. Always. And a man who comes for me better know that. He better know that my fathers loved me. Both of my parents. All of my parents loved me. Love me. And they show it in action. In action. You know, I'm going to show you in action. If I love you and I understand you need space at a certain time, my love for you is going to give you that space, not crowd you and wonder why you don't want to be around me all the time. That's bullshit. You know, you give the man what they want and what they need. And I'm a, a strong subscriber in that if I give you what you want and need, you'll give it to me. But what I've learned is that's not necessarily true. So I'm going to have to let the nigga know up front, look, bro, <laughs> this is how it has to be. And if you're not with it, you're not with it for life, then let's not go down this road. Because I'm going to need you to love me when I don't feel like talking to your ass. I'm going to need you to love me. <laughs> love me, you know, no matter what. In my ratchet, if I want to like bang my music or turn on my opera, no matter what, 
I'm doing, whether I'm cussing somebody out or practicing restraint, no matter what it is, I'm going to need you to love all of me. The good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, the sexy, the clumsy, the goofy, the big gut. Nigga, I need you to love it all. All of that. Because I'm going to love you all of that. All of that. I'm going to love you when your pee-pee stank. You know, I'm going to love you no matter what. I'm going to love you. I roll over and get an arm full of a nose full of armpit. You know what I'm going to say? It smells so good because those are pheromones and I love you. And if we end this thing together, I'm going to love everything about you. Even when you don't love yourself, I'm going to love you. And I'm going to take care. I'm going to take good care. You know? And definitely my love is there and it has found me. We just have not connected yet. <laughs> All I'm saying is I do believe that having great dads and great parents definitely sets the bar really, really high. And unless, you know, those those girls, they get real blessed and they find those ones and those guys grab a hold and never let them go. I never had a man who I couldn't get to let me go eventually. <laughs> if I wasn't happy and I knew, cause literally like after in six months, you know, in three months, you know, but after two years and three years and four years, ain't shit changing. I promise you what it is, is what it's going to be. And a lot of people want to get married after they figure like after two, three months, it's bullshit. So what makes you think five years is going to be any better? It's not because now you already accepting the bullshit by staying. And that is always how I felt. You accept the bullshit when you stay. That's an indicator. Oh, okay. You cool with me? Like fucking you over. Okay, bet I'm gonna keep doing that shit. And that's exactly how I felt from the first like major thing of any relationship. The moment I accepted that shit was the moment I signed the contract to just accept all the bullshit. And in those relationships, it just, after that first big thing, it was just bullshit after bullshit after bullshit after bullshit. And it never stopped. It never stopped. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not dealing with this. So ladies, set your bar high. And gentlemen, make sure you understand what that woman's expectations is. Because I'm telling you, you wife a woman who has high expectations, but you used to dealing with women who don't like their fathers, it's going to be a whole new ball game for you. Whole new ball game. She's not going to accept or tolerate your bullshit. So either she's walking out or y'all going to be fighting all the time. Now, I'm a walker. I'm not fighting you. I'm done with that. <laughs> I'm walking out. I'm going to give you a warning and let you know, hey, I'm unhappy about this. And then I then I have to go. Because once you explain a problem to someone, if they are, they're going to bring you more problems or a solution. And I never got a solution. So I gave myself one. I'm out of here. <laughs> and I believe a lot of women who were who have good parents, who are really take it, well taken care of, the ones who don't have self-esteem issues or anything like that, you know, those types of things are different. But those women like us who came out confident and knew what it was, we're not dealing with that shit. 
at all. So yeah, my expectations are high and no, they're not going to lower at any given time. You're going to meet me where I am and we're going to elevate higher or you're just not going to meet me and I'm going to elevate higher. (laughs) But yeah, the premise of this episode was, you know, having great parents and especially when you have a great relationship with your dad absolutely sets the bar high for any man who's ever going to enter your life. And if they don't understand your relationship with your father, they're not going to understand you. Not in the least bit. Yeah, you can look at a woman. And if you look at a woman's mother, then you see her in 20, 30, 40 years or whatever, possibly. But I'm trying to tell you, if a woman loves her father, you better fucking bring the heat. I mean, you better bring it. Because even if she had the brokest daddy, he he made her feel like a queen, a princess at all times. Good dads can do that. They don't even need a bunch of money. They don't need any money to do that. And what I'm saying is the hidden message is that men, when you love a woman, it's not what you have. It's what you do. Ain't got shit to do with what you have. It's what you do, how you do it. And whether or not you're consistent at doing that thing. And you want good women. And that's great. And we are going to be good. But y'all have to come with the heat. When we're talking to you, we're already submitted to you. Right? We have sex to you. We've completely submitted. There's nothing else for us to give after that. You know? So you all have to give it up. You have to love and respect her. And if not, then that means that's not the woman for you. If y'all constantly fighting, that ain't the one. The one for you is going to hold your hand or bite her tongue or relax until she can say things in a calm manner. That's not going to provoke or incite. She's going to cuddle up to you and talk to you like she would talk to her dad. She's going to get exactly what the fuck she wants. That's how it should be. Because you're going to have a peaceful home and a whole lot of love coming your way. Because you just gave this woman everything she needed, which was you. Wholly and completely. And if you don't know how to love her, ask. Show me. Show me how. You know? So this episode goes all out to my girls with good dads. And who and my ladies who have high expectations or had a good father figure who know what real love is. Gentlemen, we out here and we good, but you got to bring the heat. You know, if you bring whore quality to the table, that's what you're going to get a whore. It won't be one of us, but you will get a whore who's going to get the fuck on your nerves. <laughs> but you want a good woman, you got to bring the heat and you got to give yourself to her fully. You can't be hiding part of you. You got to give her all of you, and she most certainly will give you all of her. It has to be real. It has to be sincere. It has to be consistent. It has to be. Because women like us leave, and we don't come back. We don't. You know, so... I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Next episode is the last one.
And I believe I will start up season two sometime in October, maybe October 1st. But I'm going to let these 10 episodes run and put some promo into them. So hopefully lots of people can hear my podcast. But I definitely want to thank the few of you who have listened so far. I love you. You are a huge audience to me. One person is one person who I didn't know, who didn't have access to me before. So thank you. I have been Sybil Sands, opera singer, voice coach, and creator of my beautiful mess. And I'm so happy you listened. I'm so happy you stayed. Thank you. I hope it was entertaining at the very least. (laughs) Thank you so much. Go check out my website, civilsinsmusic.com. I have a new voice class on Teachable. You can check that out too. Y'all have a good night. And if you are day, wherever you are, and if you enjoyed my podcast, tell a friend and share the link. Have a good one, guys. Thank you so much. Bye.